Playfair, who understood both data and art, was perfectly positioned to create this new discipline. In one famous chart, he plotted the price of wheat in the United Kingdom against the cost of labor. People often complained about the high cost of wheat and thought wages were driving the price up. Playfair's chart showed this wasn't true. Wages were rising much more slowly than the cost of the product. He wanted to discover, Spence notes, he wanted to find regularities or points of change. Playfair's illustrations often look amazingly modern. In one, he drew pie charts, his invention too, and lines that compared the size of various countries' populations against their tax revenues. Once again, the chart produced a new, crisp analysis. The British paid far higher taxes than citizens of other nations. Neurology was not yet a robust science, but Playfair seemed to intuit some of its principles. He suspected the brain processed images more readily than words. A picture really was worth a thousand words. He said things that sound almost like a 20th century vision researcher, Spence adds. Data, Playfair wrote, should speak to the eyes, because they were the best judge of proportion, being able to estimate it with more quickness and accuracy than any other of our organs. A really good data visualization, he argued, produces form and shape to a number of separate ideas which are otherwise abstract and unconnected. Soon, intellectuals across Europe were using data visualization to grapple with the travails of urbanization, such as crime and disease. In France, in the 1830s, a lawyer named André Michel Guerry created maps showing moral statistics. He was among the first to use shadings to show data, darker where crime was worse or illiteracy higher, for example. His maps were controversial because they rebutted conventional wisdom. French social critics believed that lower education led to crime, but the map suggested this wasn't true. Clearly, Gary wrote, the relationship people talk about does not exist. Data-based social science was born. By the middle of the 19th century, moral statistics were booming and scientists were using data visualization to quash epidemics. When cholera ravaged London in 1854, the physician John Snow mapped out incidences and noticed a large cluster around the water pump on Broad Street. The skeptical city council closed the pump, the epidemic subsided, and Snow's map helped nudge forward a crucial idea, that diseases could be caused by contact with an as-yet-unknown contagion, bacteria. In mid-19th century America, one of the biggest social issues was slavery. And it was slavery that propelled some of the country's most remarkable data visualizations, slave maps. When southern states began to secede in 1860 and 1861, Union forces invaded Virginia to try to beat back the secessionists. But where should they concentrate their forces? In the midst of the fighting in June 1861, the federal government's Coast Survey Department produced a fascinating map of Virginia that suggested a strategy. Using data from the latest census, the map showed the concentration of slaves in each county of Virginia. The darker the county, the higher the percentage of the population enslaved. One trend immediately jumped out. Eastern Virginia was the hotspot of slavery. The western region was comparatively slave-free. This suggested that the West would care less about fighting to preserve slavery. Indeed, it might even switch sides and join the Unionists. The map was a deeply political data visualization points out Susan Shulton, a historian at the University of Denver and author of Mapping the Nation. It was trying to show that only a relative minority of Virginians supported 
and benefited from slavery. It suggested military strategy, too. Try to pit the West against the East. It was a breakthrough map, Shulton notes. It was an attempt to influence how the government saw the nation and how the military understood it. It drove Lincoln's attention to where slavery was weakest. Soon after, the U.S. Coast Survey produced yet another map charting slave density, except this one covered all the southern states. President Lincoln was fascinated by this map, consulting it so frequently during the Civil War that it showed the marks of much service, as an official portraitist, Francis Bicknell Carpenter, later recalled. One day, Carpenter had borrowed the map to examine it when Lincoln came into the room. You have appropriated my map, have you? said Lincoln. I have been looking all around for it. The president put on his spectacles and sitting down upon a trunk began to pore over it very earnestly, as Carpenter later wrote. Lincoln pointed to the position where Judson Kilpatrick's cavalry...